Hey, everybody, Fred Minnick here. Welcome back to the Fred Minnick Show. So glad to have you back. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. By the way, if you haven't hit me up yet on fredminnick.com for a sticker, please hit me up for a podcast show sticker. I'm happy to send you one. Excited to have you sporting that out there in the world. Just please do not use the Fred Minnick Show sticker in criminal activity. That is bad. Yes, that is. That is bad. So this week's guest to me is kind of a, a person who has overcome, who didn't give up, was persistent, and is right now an NFL all-pro. Now, Jeremy Reeves is a story that you might have heard recently. He went his uh, video of a coach, Ron Rivera, telling him that he made the um, Pro Bowl team at the Washington Commanders, formerly Redskins, and his face was, you know, he's, he was brought to tears. All of his teammates were, like, super supportive of him. Is just absolutely amazing. And for me, that's what football is all about. He's a, He was kind of like, as he talks about in the interview, labeled as a practice squad guy, somebody who has just been fighting to to make a team. And then, boom, he has the year. And, and just what an incredible story. But we get his predictions on who will be in the Super Bowl. Uh, we talk about the some some rivalries there in football. Also, we you know if you've seen the Skip Bayless uh, Shannon Sharp debacles going on on their on their show on FS1, we talk about that. So if you're a football fan, you know this is the season to be listening to uh, NFL All Pro players uh, talking about football, and we talk a lot about football here. So enjoy this week's episode with Jeremy Reeves. Now, the first thing that you're going to hear, folks, is Jeremy being informed about making the uh, NFL Pro Bowl. Take a listen and enjoy this week's interview. Cheers. You, Jeremy. No, I got, no, um, yeah. Don't mind him. We're just finished. I got to finish that up in a second. But listen, um, congratulations. You're the Pro Bowl special teams guy. You're the starter. You heard it, young man. Everything you've done. And I know your mom would be proud. You earned it, young man. Who said he coached? Yo. He wouldn't stop. <laughs> Nah, you earned it. Like I said, man, I just appreciate you trusting me. I always coach. Nah, I know you would too. Well, I appreciate you. Heaven Hill Distillery is sharing ideas on how to pair their African whiskeys with popular West African flavors for a full cross-cultural experience. Learn more about this series of Afro-fusion dinners and why Jack Begadu, the hood sommelier, says nothing quite opens the mind to a new experience like a good glass of bourbon. You can find this at their blog at heavenhilldistillery.com slash afrofusion. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, 
Drink wisely. Cheers. Flagship whiskey that evoked the Wild West. A cowboy walking into a bar saying, give me a whiskey. And the bartender slamming down a bottle. A bottle of 291 Colorado whiskey. Find a bottle near you at 291coloradowhiskey.com. Write it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. Live fast. Drink responsibly. At Michter's Distillery, our passion is making the finest bourbon, rye, and American whiskey possible. When you only produce very small batch and single barrel whiskey as we do, each and every barrel has to be perfect. No detail is too small for our production team. From careful attention to the 18-month or more air-dried wood used in the construction of our barrels, to entering our distillate into the barrel at the costlier or lower barrel entry proof of 103 so that it's smoother, to heat cycling our barrel houses, to our signature filtration protocol, we spare no expense in pursuing our goal of making the greatest American whiskey. And no Michter's gets bottled until our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrea Wilson, say it's just right. Michter's Fort Nelson Distillery in downtown Louisville, Kentucky, is open for tours and tastings. Book your visit on our website and stop by the bar at Fort Nelson for a world-class cocktail. For more information, follow us on social media at Michter's Whiskey, go to Michter's.com, or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery. It's all about the whiskey. Enjoyed in the Fred Minnick Show, all pro, all pro Jeremy Reeves. How you doing, my friend? I'm good. How you doing, my man? Thanks for having me on again. Absolutely. I, you know, I got to tell you, I get really excited when when I see when I see someone work their tail off and and go through at adversity and get rewarded. So um, when I had the opportunity to send you some great great whiskey, I, I jumped at it. So uh, congratulations to you and all of uh, all of your recent accomplishments, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. For sure. So you've been you've been um, you've been in the NFL for four years, right? Four is it four or is it five? Four. I just finished. I just finished my fifth year. So. So this is your fifth year. Okay, so you've been in the NFL for five years. Uh-huh. You've been um, you know on practice squads and just right. n- never giving up. So many players in that situation just would have said, you know what? I think I'm going to go sell cars, or I'm going to go sell insurance, or I'm going to tap into my college. You know. Why did you Why did you keep uh, plugging away? Uh, you know, there's that conversation of like, uh, well, you know, you hear it all the time. Well, you have to have a plan B, right? You have to have like a fallback plan. Like in reality, like there was no plan B. Do I know I could go out there and 100% form a plan B? Yes. Like did I have ideas of what I wanted to do? Yes. I wasn't just going to like go into the world you know, and not have any idea what I was going to do if football didn't work. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't preparing for that. I was preparing for plan A to work. And mm-hmm. plan A had to work. And so I put all my focus on that. You know, I think, you know, sometimes we get so caught up in, like, have, making sure you have a backup plan that you don't put your full attention on the first plan. And so I just went through with the mentality of plan A has to work. Um And if it doesn't, then I'll focus on plan B. But I just put all my attention there and um, I just wasn't going to be denied, you know, and that's how I kind of kept my mentality the whole time, even when things weren't going my way. And when you were told, 
that you were going to make uh, the Pro Bowl that, um, you know, your coach told you and that video went went viral. What what was uh, what was what were you feeling in that moment? Uh, Just like, you know, the five year old kid who just who, you know, played football for the first time came out of me, man. And the kid that fell in love with football um, came out and. Also, all the things that I experienced, you know, all the trials and tribulations of everything that I've been through in my career, going back to, like, high school, you know. I broke my back in high school, and recruitment went down, and then I only had South Alabama, and I signed there, and then I went undrafted out of college after a great college career, and then going into the league, I'm a practice squad guy, and I'm going up and down on rosters from playing in playoff games against Tom in 2020 to, you know, being cut again, and and so I just, the emotional roller coaster of my career just came out, you know, because it's that moment of like, you finally got over the cusp of like, you finally got over the label of, you know, he's just a practice squad guy or he's a guy that, you know, he's just a guy that can help us, you know, in spots. But now you establish yourself as somebody who's one of the best players in the league. And, and yeah, it was just a, you think about all of that in that split second. Yeah. And, and I know, you know, you've talked about your mama, you know, who, um, whom you lost in the, in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. some of that had to be, you know, like you had to be a little bit of like, you know, all the things she was there for you. Oh, 1000%. You know, it was my mother, like the, the year before she passed, she really grew in her faith. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of it's kind of crazy to you know parents have intuition right I'm not a parent but um, you hear it all the time and um, I never went with, to my parents with my my stuff that I was dealing with internally because I'm like I was a man and I didn't want to go dump those things on my parents you know because I feel like they would understand but my mother always knew she always knew and I would never say anything but she would always send me a text just like hey you know. When God is for you, it doesn't matter what man is against you. You know, I still have those messages to this day. Um, just like when I go into those times where sometimes I might have doubt, you know, mm-hmm. she, that reassurance. I and mean, she was always reassuring of me. And so um, it was 100%, you know, just with everything that I went through this past year. <clears throat> and then, you know, just how it all played out, like, yeah, that was the first person I thought of was like, mom, it's like, you've been up there working hard for your, for your baby boy. And uh, just like everything that we went through, you, you were right. You know, you were right. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. You have those, you still have those messages, you know, and that she was so part, such a big part of your, uh, of you staying with it. Hey, one of the things that, you know, when, when your uh, resume comes up, you know, I always go to, the um south alabama you know going to going to south alabama because that is not an easy out you know when pl- people play south alabama they're going to get they're going to get some fight you know no, absolutely. you all you all fight hard uh i've seen you all play a lot are there are there uh, a lot of uh teammates in the nfl from south alabama so actually right now we have a program high it's three of us so it's me okay. it's, gerald, it's gerald everett um actually the jersey's back there um and then um, Jalen Tober, who was just drafted this past year to Dallas. Okay. So it's right now. Fairly young, but it'll continue to grow. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great school. Um, and it's like, I remember, you know, I remember seeing them play, um, I think it was two, I think maybe you all were playing Tulane or something mm-hmm. like that. And just like, and it was a dogfight. It was just an incredible game. But, uh, you know. Just the, you know, it's just the, it's the small school mentality of like always having something to prove, you know, mm-hmm. like you get labeled as this group of five and that, you know, the competition is not the same as when we go play SEC schools or, you know, whatever that label is. But, you know, we take that personally, you know, and that adds a chip on our shoulder. So every game is like, you're going to get our best punch because we got the underdog mentality. Okay. Well, I love now. Is there, is there a little bit of a, um, you know, if you're in, if you're in, when you're in Alabama, Mm-hmm. Do you, and you tell someone you play for South Alabama, you know, do they do they look at you differently because you're not going to the Crimson Tide or Auburn? I mean, I mean, I will say in the in the in the most recent years, it's kind of gotten away from it's gotten away from that because South has kind of formed its own identity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was there, we beat Mississippi State and we beat a ranked San Diego State. So like we we played in some big games where like we 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 won and we like won like big um and so it's kind of shifted away from that but when i first got to college it was like anybody that i talked to like whether they were from the south or from the north or anywhere right i say i play at south alabama they're like they're like a what is the school is that you know only schools i know in alabama are alabama and auburn you know mm-hmm. so um now it's kind of south and you know the troys they've all formed their own kind of you know identity just because they've been winning the big games you know South plays, I think, actually, yeah, I went over there yesterday and South plays Tulane. Um, this, the, I think the first three, one of the first three games of the year this year in Tulane just beat SC. So. Yes, they did. That was a great game, by the way. It was a great game. That was, that was, that was fun to watch. I, I, I always love it when the, uh, the small schools beat the uh, little ones. My favorite probably of all time is seeing Appalachian State beat Michigan. They do that. You know, people get so surprised. I don't understand about App State. And I'm like, do they do this? They've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yes, they do. Good, good squad over there. Good well, squad. we, uh, I, I sent you some really good whiskey. I sent you the, uh, uh, Michter's, uh, US one, uh, toast and sour mash. And then the 10 year, the 10 year rye, uh, from Michter's. And this is a, um, this began as like a celebration for you making the Pro Bowl, uh, uh, and after I saw that that video, and then and like, oh, by the way, uh, guess who's an All Pro? You know, <laughs> one of one. Right. So right. I mean, so all right. So talk talk me through you. You explain how it felt to become a, a Pro Bowler, which that is amazing. But yeah. All Pro, that's that's another level. That's right. that's your peers saying that you're not one of the best. You are the best at your position. Exactly. What was that like? You know, it's crazy. It's funny. Um, I was just having this conversation the other day. I actually wasn't surprised about All Pro, right? Because at the beginning of the year, um, and there's uh, our coach will vouch for this. We had just played Detroit. It was like the third game of the year, and they gassed us on teams. They gassed us. I think they, they had one return past the 50. They had, like, a another one that was a 50-yard-plus return. 
Uh, and so I was pissed. I, so we got into the building that um, that next Monday after for meetings and everything. And our assistant assistant coach was down there, and he was like, "Hey, that uh, was a tough one." I was like, "Yeah, it was." Uh, but I'm telling you now, like that ain't gonna happen again because I'm about to play at an all pro level. He was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be an all-pro for sure. And he was like, all right, well, don't jinx it. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm telling you now I'm going to be an all-pro. Like, you're hearing it out of my mouth now. Wow. And so that was the standard. Like, from that point on, I played to that standard of, like, all-pro mentality, period. Like, and then midway during the season, like, the guys on the team started calling me all-pro before. This was even, like, a thing. Um, and so, like, I kind of just spoke that into it. Uh, I spoke that on, um, into life and then I acted on it, you know, like I carried myself in a way that, you know, like I wanted to be an all pro. And so it didn't, the pro bowl surprised me because my mentality, I wasn't thinking about the pro bowl. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about like, I want to be, I gotta be an all pro, right. I gotta be an all pro. And then the pro bowl caught me so off guard. I was like, I didn't have time to really process that. And then the way they did it with the theatrics and everything, I was like, okay, you guys, y'all right, set that up perfect because I had no idea. Um, but the all-pro, like, that came out, and I was, I was already like, yeah, well, I, that's what I'm playing for. So it didn't really shock me. Oh, well, it – it was awesome. It, it's awesome, and to, you know the the fight. You know you're you're an inspiration for anyone who is uh, who's been you know been rejected or cut or or anything. I'm I'm a writer, right? So our our story is we get rejected a lot before we get published, right? And then you know now I'm in, a, in another media sphere. It's it now it's a uh well you're not this and you're not that and it's just kind of you just keep doing what you do and like you my friend are are an inspiration for everyone trying to be you know try to live their dream and for that let, let's let's have a little toast here let's start with this uh mixers uh the uh the sour mash here this is their, this is their toasted So give this a uh, give this a little uh, little smell. Bring it here. I'll bring it back oh, and forth. Yeah, it smells great. You know, I've never it? I've never really drank like bourbon, honestly. But this doesn't. Wait, this is your first time to have like a whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's our first time for everything, right? Wow. I mean, so yeah. we make the we make the Pro Bowl. You make the all pro team, and now it's whiskey drinking time. Whiskey drinking time, I like it. <laughs> start, my, so, start my day off right. Yes, sir. And, and it, by the way, it, so we're recording this now. It's ten in the morning. You you told me right before we went on the air that you um, that you are uh, you already had your workout in. You had your breakfast. What's your workout like? What do you do? Well, right now I'm just you know I'm kind of on a cardio movement just because it's so early in the off season and I'm not trying to, you know, go kill myself right now before we mm -hmm. go to OTAs. Um, cause that's pretty much workouts when we first get back anyway. So I just do a little cardio. I'll get on the bike for 30 minutes or I'll get on the treadmill for 30 minutes to an hour and just uh, move around that way. I'm not just sitting around all day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I do. This is, this is, uh, this right here is my cardio, you know, it's like, it got to really work on the shoulder. <laughs> got a rotator issue good good cardio though. good cardio right here though so when we smell when you smell spirit you want to smell with your mouth slightly open 
because you br- you bring it in here, smell with your mouth slightly open, you'll pick up. Um, you should pick up a little bit different aroma because your nose is like cycling, you know, cycling it out. What do you smell here when you smell this? It's got like a sweet, like a sweeter, like like I want to say cinnamon ish kind of. Definitely. It's so you're pick you're tracking. There's definitely some cinnamon in this. This is this uses a secondary barrel uh, that's toasted and brings out a lot a lot of spice to it. Yeah. Uh, and now and now when you taste, you just want to put a little bit on your tongue, kind of see how it feels on the way back. Really focus on how it feels on your tongue. Right. And when we and this this is doesn't work for everybody and like you know everyone's palate is different. But for me, I get sweet stuff on the tip. I get savory on the middle. And I get like bitterness in the middle toward the back, and I get a uh, a spiciness toward the back. So I like to put it on my tongue and just kind of let it sit there for a minute and focus on what part of the tongue it's hitting. And usually, a, like a, f- a flavor component will pop out while I'm going through that process. So, but don't don't shoot it. Just put a little bit on your tongue here. So oh, yeah, okay, I ain't gonna shoot that today. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that's smooth. I see what you're talking about now with the. So I'm definitely getting sweet. Feel fit all in the sweet area. Yeah, I'm definitely getting sweet. Okay. So now we now focus on that. Think about the sweet things you like. You're you're a Florida boy, so you know, you know, you all have a lot of uh what. A lot of banana kind of sweets there, right? You mm-hmm. all have like a lot of banana treats there. Yeah. Actually, what, do you, uh, what did you grow up eating as a, you know, from from the sweet side? You know, it's crazy. I was never a sweet guy. I mean, the most I would eat from sweets, I would, I guess you could count cinnamon toast crunch and cereal as sweets. But uh, that's yeah. what I was. That was like my thing. That's all. Like I, I never really was into candy. I never really was into like anything like that. I just like I would now. I still eat cinnamon toast crunch to this day. Like that's my go-to. So that's why, like, if you spot cinnamon in a whiskey, you, you got that thing nailed because that's years of Jeremy. That's years of training right there. <laughs> yeah. Years of training since I was like a kid. Years and years of training. Mm. Hey man, you got some good whiskey, brother. Ah, this is tasty. It All is. Right. Mm. What do I you like taste? It. What what what? Do you, is there a brown sugar note in here? A I'm uh, definitely getting like a little cinnamon toast crunch. For okay, sure. a little cinnamon. I'm getting. There's a diff- I can't think of a, like there's a different spice taste I'm getting right now, but I can't put it like a thumb on it. It's it's kind of. I don't know. It, it tastes. It's got like a. Mm, it, I I okay. I'm gonna give you a story. I get. I just ate. I just cooked the other day, right? All so right. I was using this spice that I bought from the. Um, that we have like an international spice store here. Yeah. And it has kind of like a. Like a oh, what the heck is the name of it? Uh. It's a, it's like a, I want to say it's like a in like a, a the, the spice. It's got like a Indian ish. Like it's an Indian spice. Yeah, but okay, it's, like a, it's a hint of that, but it's also 
Like, mine is just, honestly, it's, like, more cinnamon, too, though. But, like, I got this secondary that is, like, kind of this, like, Indian and, and, and uh, spices kind of I – don't, I don't know how to describe it. Obviously. Well, first of all, I, I love I love what you're saying here. You're, you're telling me that you've got a palate, right? So mm-hmm. everything you're describing, everything you're talking about – you're basically showing that you've got you you can pick things up. You're paying attention to your tongue, um, and that's that's the first step of being a taster. So, and this this being your first whiskey tasting ever, mm-hmm. that's impressive. Not bad, huh? That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, this is so, whiskey. It, it's pretty good, and you know the last part, the last part of a of a tasting like this is. Uh, how long is it still on the tongue? And that's the finish. So do you still feel it on your tongue? Yeah, 1,000%. So it's still it's still there just kind of hanging out. You can still like kind of feel it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like so a that's, linger, a long, yeah. that's a long finish. Yeah. Um, like so, all right, we got, we're going into championship weekend. Mm-hmm. The, um, the commanders were – I mean, you all were close. You know, you all were really close to making the playoffs. Um, and you know, the NFC East, that was, that was a, a, a tough league there, a tough, uh, division this year. Right. Uh, but who do you think, who do you think's going to win, uh, between, uh, Philadelphia and San Francisco? Honestly, that's going to be a great game from a defensive standpoint, because both defenses are very solid. Mm-hmm. What's going to come, what's going to come down to that game is who, is going to make the stops, like the, the big stops, right? Like you saw in the Dallas game, like that game was a was in a high-scoring game. This will be the same way. But from a team standpoint right now, I think Philly has it going with Jalen Hurts and what he's doing offensively. And then yeah. that defense and playing in the link is different. I mean, playoff, playoff football in the link is very, very different. And like mm-hmm. – I mean, you saw that Minnesota game a few years ago when Philly won the Super Bowl. I mean, that place was rocking, and it's going to be rocking on Sunday, you know. So I, I like the Eagles in that game for sure. That's a big game. It's going to be a close one, but I think the Eagles pull it out. Well, it, I I have a – I'm a big fan of Brock the Brock Purdy, you know. Yeah. I, like, I like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if you go into Philadelphia and and – can keep that composure no matter how good you've been. Um, I mean, he pulls that off. Dude's got a, a, a pair on him for sure. Cause like, <laughs> which, which he's already proven. He does. I mean, he came in as a, you know, the Mr. Irrelevant, whatever right. that freaking means. Dude's a football player and he's won seven straight, you know, like as a starter yeah. and he got his team in the NFC championship. Like that says a lot about the kid, you know, mm-hmm. I got the utmost respect for him. I told him after the game, I was like, dude, you, Okay, nobody says about you, bro. You're a ball player, man. You're a hell of a player, like, regardless. And, um, yeah, just what he's done and his composure and how he's handled himself, like, I, I, I like him, you know. I, I'm curious to see how he responds in that, mm-hmm. in that setting because that's going to be the test. You know, Philly is as, as wild as it gets, you know. It's, so I'll be very curious. So as, as a player, an active player, when you're watching these games, do you – do you try to get um, um, a viewing that's not like with the commentators going, or will mm-hmm. you watch what all of us 
you know, normal people watch? I don't turn on TV and watch it just like everybody else does. You know, like you don't mute the just, you don't mute the announcers. Nah, nah. <laughs> honestly, though, I'm so I'm so turned like tuned out of that just because like most of these teams I've played, so like I'm looking at it from a player standpoint of like, oh, they're in this formation, oh, they're about to do this, you know. So like I'm looking at you know situations and like what they're doing, teams are doing, and. um like, oh, I've seen that before. Uh, they're about to come back with this after this play, you know. So uh, I'm looking at it from, like, a player standpoint. So I honestly don't even hear what the commentators are saying most of the time. That's that's, that's good for you because most of us, we just like, what did he say? Ah! And then we get on Twitter and, like, you know, it's uh, comment, the commentating on the commentators has become its own sport. So Right. <laughs> All right. So let's go to, let's go to the, uh, the Mictors, the 10-year. Now this one's got a bit of a tricky. I gotta go grab it. We don't have to do both. If you're good, you're good to do both. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do both. I just forgot on the counter. Man, I always. Ah man. So you said this one's got a tricky. Yeah, this one's got a. This one's a little. That little uh, band, like if that thing rips off. You got uh, if you can get it off, then you're good. But if if you lose that tag, uh, I got what you're saying. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to open. It looks like you got it. We're good to go. Yeah, you. Uh, anytime you see wax, you're like, don't break the tag because then you have to get a pocket knife out and. Oh yeah, that ain't, that ain't no fun. All right, remember your training. This is a this is a rye whiskey, so this is made with the majority of rye, um, and actually tends to have a lot of those cinnamon notes that you like. Yeah, that's off the rip, off the rip, yeah. like off the jump. Definitely smell a lot of cinnamon in those. Yeah, it's actually I smell more cinnamon in this one than the first one. This is uh, yummy. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's. That's a celebration of an all-pro right there. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I like this one a lot. <laughs> I like this one. Oh, yeah. You might have me at, at 10 o'clock, you know, pouring up a glass by myself, you know, having one, watching, watching a little TV show. Undisputed. Cheers to that. Cheers to that, brother. Well, undisputed. Mm. Man, they've been getting interesting lately. Mm. At some point, mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp's going to jump across the table and punch Skip Bayless. It's going to happen. Oh, 1,000%. It's coming. It's 1,000%. I don't know when, but it's coming. 1, like that that, that whole uh, DeMar Hamlin thing. Yeah, that was wild. That was I mean, wild. how did how – in, how in his right mind did he think it was uh, okay to tweet that? You, you know, know – I don't know. It's crazy. I, I don't. I have. I have no idea because 
I I got what he was trying to say. Like, I understand, but it's just like, in that moment, like, nobody cares about football, right? Like, right. I didn't care about football. I didn't care about, like, anything else but making sure this kid was okay, you know? Like, right. Because I didn't see it initially. Like, I had to get on Twitter to see it. And then I saw that, and I'm like, my natural reaction was it pissed me off. Right. And I'm like, dude, like, Football doesn't matter right now. Like, this kid who has made this routine tackle like every one of us a thousand times. And by the way, like, you're you're defensive back brethren, you know? Right. That's like, that's you in that position. It could have been me, right? Yeah. It could have easily been me. I've made that hit a thousand times, like a thousand times, right? And so just to have – was. In that, you know, in that time, it seemed just like a lack of, like, empathy really, like, yeah. kind of set everybody off in the league, you know, like. It reminded me of um, Adam Schefter's uh, tweet about your former teammate, mm-hmm. uh, Dwayne Haskins, you know, who, who right. passed away. And, and, and you know, being, being a, like, in a weird way in the media, uh, right. I, can, I can understand how you would want to put – information of that person's career or something you know in that particular notice but uh, i think we've just moved past uh, i think what's what's evolved here is that you know people are trying to get the media to look at players as more than just um you know a statistic and and that's and that's where that's that's the that's the point that I think is being missed by by some of the people in the NFL mm-hmm. media, and I have a lot of friends in the, on that side, and they right. treat you know like Ian Rappaport, uh, Mike mm-hmm. Garofalo, they treat um, uh, players with respect and courtesy, right. you know, and I think that's what what you all want, right? Yeah, because at the end of the day, like uniform, helmet, jersey, all that aside, like, I'm a man. We people, right? And so, like, we feel and experience things just like you do and everybody else in the world does, right? Um, and so it's just that, just that we just ask for humility. Honestly, that's what it is. Like, we are people who just ask for humility. And, and you know, I made this point earlier that <clears throat> we're held to such a high standard about, you know, what we post and how we say things on the Internet and, like, our words have meaning, um, but the media has to be held to that same standard, you know, because their words have meaning and their stories carry on, you know? So like we in the media had to be held to the same standard. Like if you're going to hold us to that standard, like they should be held, held to that standard too, because like we've seen, like, obviously where things are said, maybe out of mm-hmm. context they're you know, taken or whatever. But the point is, is like what it, what was written is what was, you know, understood. And, you know, that stuff matters, man. And so yeah. um, it, it needs to be a two-way street with that, for sure. Yeah, so so the whole Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless thing, um, mm-hmm. I, I just it, – it's going to come to blows at some point. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, just the other day, you know, Skip Bayless is at a basketball game talking about uh, a player and his dad doesn't want this smoke. You know, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> That man is not going to be able to contain himself on set, and, and I do not think it's a front at all. I, I think that stuff. No, Shannon's a freaking former player, right? Yeah. So he has a mentality of a player, right? It's like, I mean, 
you have to know how to turn it on and off, but like when it's on, it's on. Like it's on. And like that mentality is on. Like it's like no way around that. And so you like when he's like when he was like that, like I know he was in that mode, like hundred percent. Um and so it definitely will one thousand percent get to that point. Yeah. Uh, who, who, what was the, uh, it was, who was the, uh, Jim Everett, uh, and, uh, Jim Rome when, he, when Jim Rome kept calling him Chris Everett, like, yeah. If, you know, anybody listening or watching this, Google that and you'll see Jim Everett, who was a very good quarterback for the Rams back in the day. And Chris Everett was mm-hmm. a tennis player. And Jim, one of those shock jock kind of guys would always say, Hey, Chris. And then he's All like, right. you know, and he took him out. So took him clean out, clean out. Yeah. So, uh, all right, so you really like the 10-year. You like the 10-year rye here. I do like the 10-year rye. I'm not going to lie. But I really like that. And I've never had, like, you know, whiskey bourbon, never. Wow. Never was really a bourbon drinker, but. What do you, norm- like, what do you normally drink? Like, if I, honestly, big beer guy. If I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink me some beer. Um, give me a Michelob Ultra and call it a day. You got to, I mean, you have like no fat. So like, I mean, you can go, you can go to these other like beers that have a little bit more calories. In more them. calories. Yeah. yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I so thought like, uh, we have a world of beer here. Oh yeah. Um, Those are great. I love world of beer. So like I'll, I'll go there and I'll just go taste, taste as much beer all day, you know? Um, so I mix it up from time to time, but if I'm like on the beach, and I'm like I having a day out there on the boat or something, then definitely like taking some Michelob and just, you know, chilling. So you go out on the ocean a lot? Yes. So me and my buddy so my buddy and I will take out his he'll take out his boat and you know, we'll just kinda of go have a day. You know, our his dad or somebody will charter it, we'll pay for a charter and we'll just go out on the boat, you know, and have a day. But you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Pensacola very well, but like We've got the, you know, we got the bay, and then we got the Gulf. I'm not messing mm-hmm. with the Gulf. I mean, if I go deep sea fishing out there, we'll go like, you know, 30, 40 miles out. But that's where all the oh, sharks are, right? Like the Gulf. That's where all the sharks are. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you get. So I mean, heck, you can if you go on our pier on our beach, you go look down from the top of the pier. It's sharks swimming all through there, like all day. Um, so it's big shark territory. It's not very. Depends on the season. Honestly, it's not very aggressive, but um, we have the the Gulf and the Bay. So the Bay obviously is the sound, which is way smoother. You know, you get way better boat um, waters, and so we'll take the boat out there. And they have little tiki bars that will come up. That'll pull up boat bars that'll pull up, and you know, ask you if you want something to drink. It's a cool, it's a cool little setup, man. It's, I, awesome. I love it out there. Well, I I uh, I. I'm always a little hesitant about going out on boats, you know, mm-hmm. on the ocean. And I I don't know I don't know why, Jeremy, but I watch so like you get on Instagram, I have this this thing about watching boats capsize on Instagram. Uh-huh. Probably sh- I probably shouldn't watch that stuff. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> but I mean it's a, it's a it's a worthy fear to have. We had a time where the plug in the boat came off and then the engine fell off. And there was a storm coming in. And so the boat, I've had some scary times on the boat. And then the boat actually started to sink. Like, so wow. we got life vests on and everything. And there's a storm, like, behind us. Because, like, 
on the Gulf, you can't really prepare for a storm. Like a storm will just cook up out of nowhere and boom, now you got to like floor it. Well, we don't have any engine to floor it with because it fell off the boat. And uh, the, the plug of the boat is now gone too. So it's starting to sink. So wow, this is, this is when I was like in high school. And so there's nobody out there. Storm's brewing, it's lightning, bah, waves picking up. I'm like, man, this is awful. This is like an awful way to go. This is how I'm going. Like, God, please don't let it be like this. I'm like, uh, what's the movie, Castaway? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Castaway. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like oh, man, come on. So the, we put out uh, we put out a, like an emergency signal. That's what, so um, we had a boat that was like in five, five miles of us. Thank God. I don't know why this boat was out there. It was an older couple. They came and got us, took us to shore, towed the boat back in. It was like scariest thing in my life, 1,000%. Wow. Yeah. So you just all you just did was solidify the fact that I'm not going to be going out on these boats. <laughs> yeah, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, if you're not a boat guy. Don't go on the, the Gulf. Don't go on the Gulf. I, I can go handle the, the. I can handle the Caribbean. You know, the nice like. Uh, you know, if if we get a boat stranded out there, like you know what, these fish. You know, if they end up eating me, they're beautiful fish, and they can eat me, and you know it'll be fine. Well, you can look, you can look straight down and see everything that you need to see. You yeah. know, like at 30, 20 miles out in the Gulf, you're not going to see nothing. You yeah. can't even see your head right there below the surface. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> so, um, all right. So in the AFC, you know, you you got some. I I don't the Bengals have kind of become like this this team of trash talk like I mean they are becoming mm-hmm. like uh, <laughs> yeah. you know they would make Shannon Sharp proud you know right, with the amount, of, right. amount of trash talk they're doing I feel like they're disrespecting Kansas City a little bit here calling it uh, Burrowhead you know yeah that's a bold statement but I mean if you go off of facts they've won the past three times you know so like yeah. I mean, you got to give Joe Burrow his credit. I mean, the dude is a freaking dude. But Pat Mahomes is a dude as well, you know? So, right. Like, it's exciting because it adds more to that game. Like, it adds more excitement. Like, that'll probably be the most watched game just because of the trash talk that has been made, right? Yeah. And what's Eli Apple? How's Eli Apple going to react if he gets if he gets burned? You know, if, if Kittle just like you know squares up on him and burns him or something? Yeah, you know, like I never, like I never heard Eli Apple talking any trash until like this past game. I might have been just like ignorant to it, but like it seems like in the playoffs, like Eli comes like full steam ahead and he's like, you, 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 you know. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, he went, he went scorched earth on Twitter for the Bills. I think he has a real oh, thing against yeah. the Bills, you know. Yeah, he went absolutely scorched earth. I was on Twitter like, yo, this dude's a menace. Like, this dude is a menace. <laughs> he just doesn't care. How do so, how do you how do you react to uh, trash talk like that? Oh, I I love so, like if I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Oh. You just that's like poking the bear with me because I'm if you if you talk it I'm gonna talk it right back and so we're just gonna be going back and forth like the competitive in me like I'm not gonna I'm not backing down from nothing you know so like if you want to talk we can talk you know 
if you want to get physical, we can get physical, you know, like that's just, so I, I kind of feed into it, you know, I feed into it and then I might, you know, take it a little step further, you know, depending on the situation. But yeah, I'll, yeah, it's, that's just part of the game, you know, it's part of it, you know, it's that, it's that gladiator mentality, you know? Right. It, absolutely. So, as long, as long as the refs don't catch it, then it's all good, right? Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, you gotta do it on the slide. Like you might, you might tackle a guy and be like, "Yeah," and like, you might say something slick to him as he's getting up or anything. You might be running past a guy, like as you run crossing fast, you might say something slick, bump him, you know, something like nonchalant. So, who are you taking in that game? Who do you like in the uh, Cincinnati Kansas City? I gotta see how healthy Pat's gonna be. I got to see how healthy. I mean, was they said he was practicing. He was a full go. So, like, that's a positive. Which that's crazy for a high ankle sprain. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if I'm... <laughs> going, going back to Andy Reid's uh, Philadelphia days, he would have players uh, very regularly that would be injured, and, they, and you would go into the game thinking that they weren't really that injured. They come mm-hmm. to find out, like, you know, Terrell Owens is, like, playing with, like, a torn ACL or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, I, I don't know. I High ankle sprains, those, are, not, those are hard to play on. You will know. You'll know the first drive because yeah. if they come out running the ball a lot, then you'll know, like, it's it's a factor. Right, because mm-hmm. you know they want Pat on the move, throwing on the run. They want him moving around. So if they come out just running the ball consistently, then you'd be able to tell. Oh man, he. Uh, but e- even if he's healthy, I I still think I'm taking Cincinnati just because. I'm taking them. I'm taking them too. I'm not allowed to take Cincinnati. Yeah, that's uh that that team. Those receivers, that running back, but the the it factor. With uh, with Joe Burrow, you know, I want to see that game too. If so, because if Philly wins, I want to see that matchup with Slay, Jamar Chase, Bradbury, Higgins, and Boyd. I want to see that matchup. I want to see that matchup. That'd be freaking good as far as like good on good. Yeah. All right. So you you obviously you're all pro special teams. Who has the best? Uh, uh, who has the best kickoff coverage of the four teams left? The Niners, one thousand percent. They, I think they led in tackles inside the twenty. One thousand, yeah, they led with tackles inside the twenty on kickoff. Uh, um, their kicker hangs it up. He hangs it up there, and like it's rarely going five deep. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to kick it. You know, deepest one or two, and like those boys go hunt. You know, yeah, they go. They go hunt, so they definitely got the best kickoff unit. That's awesome. Well, look, you're going to be going to the Pro Bowl here in uh, uh, in a week. Like you, you're going to, uh, it's in Vegas, right? Yes, sir. So that'll be that'll be a good time. Right, what are we? What will you be doing there? I know it's very different this year. It's a flag football game, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so how do, how does that? How do you fit in that? How's that work? So yeah, you know, I had that question because like after okay, I was like, oh. It's- pretty sweet I was a pro bowl but then i was like wait it's flag like i don't i don't know what any of the guys like specialists special teamers offensive line defensive line like 
what are you going to do in this game, right? Like, yeah. is it the seven-on-seven skills competition, seven-on kind of thing? Or, like, what? Um, but uh, from the way it sounds, it's like I'll start it off, like, playing defense, I guess. And then, like, it'll be like a rotate thing. Um, that's what I'm under impression of. I haven't really looked at the itinerary in all well, honesty. I I I think I my head started like what are, what are the big offensive linemen gonna do you know right right but then, but then again uh, we saw Zeke Elliott get pancaked uh, on the last yeah. play of the Dallas game so we know you know if that's if that's inbounds for a flag football game you know you're gonna want the 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 beef snapping the ball so right right so I'm curious to see how it how it all shakes out I think it'll be fun for sure nonetheless. Since since Dallas is your rival, did you like go back and watch that play over and over and over again? Nah, I just was like, <laughs> I was just like, what, what what was like in game for this play? Like, I'm really curious. Yeah, that was. Uh, I bet it looked good in practice. Let's put it that way. Yeah, um, yeah, facts, facts. Well, man, I'm I'm uh, I'm I know this won't be the last time we hang out or talk, uh, but I'm glad it. Uh, you, you like both the whiskeys, especially the ten year. That's yeah. for you. That's for you to celebrate on 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 uh, a couple of amazing accomplishments. And you know what's going to be a great year for you next year too, because you're, you know, you're not just special teams, man. You're not just special teams. You're, yes, sir. You're, yes, sir. You're and you're at a you're at um you're at a place where you know the safety position, the defensive back position. You've got so many. Hall of Famer, so many great players, uh, and and that defensive backfield over the years. No doubt. Now you used to play running back too. Do you ever? Are you like mm-hmm. a backup, backup running back on the team or anything? Heck no, those days long gone, man. <laughs> nah, I like delivering the hit, not receiving the hit. You know? <laughs> uh uh-uh. no shot, no shot. Because I know how I like to tackle. I'm getting physical, so like I'm not trying to get hit like that. Every nah, I'm okay. I'm okay. No more running back for Jeremy Reed. I love it. Well, man, thanks for thanks for coming on and uh, and enjoy that whiskey. And uh, it won't be the last we have together, my friend. So absolutely, absolutely not, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Cheers. So that's going to do it for uh, this week. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jeremy Reeves. One note on production. If you got through that interview, you'd be like, man, this sounds a little different. doesn't quite have the normal uh, touch of production that we're used to here on the Fred Meg Show. That's because I uh, was down a person this week for producing, and I had to get this thing out today. So I actually ended up editing it. I did, yeah. So if it's not up to that normal customary self, well, I apologize. We'll get back to the groove uh, here soon. But that's going to do it for this week, folks. Be safe out there. Remember, no licking handrails, no licking trash cans. Ivanka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, y'all.